This is the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. Story so far. Oren has arrived from America uh, to meet his newborn son to Abby. Um, Lynn has been found and she's got soap opera amnesia. Pe- <gasps> Perry Plue expansion plans Perry are Plue. still in sort of um, questionable thing after Claude has got married to some bint over in Paris. And that's the story so far. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! Woo! And we are following the glorious, glorious Yachty drama series of the 1980s, Howard's Way! episode was broadcast on the 14th of September 1986 and it's episode 3 of series 2. <gasps> gosh, gosh. Last week's episode it was like yeah, what last week's episode was was very very um, content driven. Uh, oh, sorry. What does IMDb say about this lovely, gorgeous episode, sweetie? How t- unexpected, John. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what to say. So, IMDb says Frere examines Ken's proposed Now it says here Wildlife Reserve Development I think that's slightly over-egging it, don't you? Well, is, is Ken going to set up a petting zoo? Yeah, I think so <laughs> going to have giraffes and anyway. did, did the person actually watch this episode of <laughs> I wonder I wonder uh, but Frere privately cautions Gerald to keep his involvement completely anonymous. Now, Oren wants to make an honest woman of Abby. Leo vows to stop Ken's wildlife reserve being developed. Avril is pursued by the parent company, which wants a big publicity stunt to Ooh. launch the Barracuda. Jack stuns Avril with his commitment to the launch. Abby joins Leo's environmental fight. Much to the chagrin of Oren and Polly, Avril learns it's too late for Jack to back out of a dangerous stunt. Tom gives Ken the facts about the Howard children. Shellet goes to Gerald for his ticket out of Tarrant, but Gerald has been advised by Frere to turn him away. Sir John serves Ken his most expensive cup of coffee. Is that one that's been chewed and excreted by some kind of marsupial, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. I've I've never had any of that. But I've I've been told it's quite nutty. Hmm. (laughs) And Tom steers the flying fish towards danger Danger. to get Lynn back. Ooh. So, um, yeah. So when when you read it like that, quite a lot did actually happen in this episode, but it didn't actually feel like a huge amount actually happened. Right. Yeah, there was a fair amount, really. I mean, I think I think it was because it was 
well executed and, and well edited out where last week's episode there was so much going on it was all over the place yes uh, and this episode was quite yes because last week i think we found it quite hard to follow the the threat. narrative strands didn't we and it seems like sort of the yts has been moved on to something else maybe sort of sort of wheeling the trolley with the gypsy creams on or something uh, rather than editing <laughs> A prime time TV yeah. series. I, don't think it, I, I think it's more of a writing thing rather than an <laughs> editing thing, I think. But anyway, that's so, all ancient history now. So, um, following the uh, trajectory of Charles. Charles. So, so we, oh, yes, Charles, we get to see. Oh, no, sorry. I'm, yes, I'll, I'll, contain my, <laughs> I'll contain my excitement for the moment. So, uh, we meet Charles in the back of his very, very glam um, Red Bentley, Red Bentley uh, talking business bollocks with Gerald about percentages and nonsense and this, that, and the other. Uh, and there seems to be, there, there seems to be perked interest with regards to Ken Master's delightful proposition about putting a car park on a wildlife preserve and. Or a bit, a bit, bit, of scrub, bit of scrubland, yes, by the by the the river, <laughs> which would make a marina, <laughs> which I thought was absolutely hilarious. But again, Master said, "Well, they have a lot of things to perch on, won't they?" The birds, which I thought, hmm, mm. yeah, you're tarmacking over where everything where they're feeding on with regards to insects and some such nonsense. Yeah, uh, but, but they'll have somewhere to to, to, to sit on. Yeah, and uh, and the. And the, the customers at the marina won't be at all bothered by seagulls coming down Launching and down snatching their, their chips. Their chips or their 99 flakes. No, that, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Or sad-looking bunny rabbits peering through the chain-link fence. Yeah, so that that was it. But it does seem that... So Ken's on to a bit of a potential winner. It does seem with so. With regards to Charles. And Charles is recognising that yeah. fact. No, he doesn't want to be... Associated or connected with it because it is basically bulldozing a wildlife preserve. Admittedly, it's not got the certificate or warrant on it. But no, no. But by by um, public proclamation, it is. It's a, the wildlife it's area. A, it's, yeah, it's a nature nature reserve. reserve if, if if not in reality. Yeah. So um, so he's he's got a, he's talking about some nonsense about having somebody else that he's going to meet up with, which will front the company that will be doing something or other. I didn't. I didn't bother with it. It just seemed that. a bit like bollocks. Yeah. But it gave us an opportunity. So he was going across to a chateau. The chateau. That's oh yeah. So he chateau. he arrives in this knackered Citroen estate. Looks like a mini cab, but yes. it had it, it was it was left hand drive. Yeah. And it had it had an F on the back yeah. of it. Because having a knackered old old French car with a an F on the back of it. Guarantees that you're actually genuinely in France. Yeah. I mean, but I don't think people in France actually have. The stickers on the back say in France. Well, they, they do if they take their cars abroad, don't they? They do if they take their cars abroad, but, but that, if they don't, I mean, we don't have, on, on our car, we don't actually have well, well, a GB not, or Ecos. We've it abroad. I know, I don't think we'd... we'd we're not going to. No, never. No. It was enough of a, <laughs> enough of a trauma t- 
taking it to Scotland and back. Oh God, yeah. I can imagine going around the so Pyrenees. Dear listeners, we, we've got a we've got a little Citroen hatchback, which was fine to pottering backwards and forwards to Waitrose and Sainsbury's or Aldi, our preferred supermarket. Other supermarkets do so. They are available. Are, are available, and if anyone would like to sponsor us, we'd be available. Inboxes and yes, just glass. send us a big bag of potatoes. We'll be quite content. Oh yes, we like a big jacket spud in the in, in maybe a bottle of um, Vouvray. Oh yes, Vouvray. That's my new favourite one at the moment. Other wines do appear. <laughs> other wines are available. <laughs> so anyway, so we'll we'll, we'll suspend disbelief because actually the uh, mansion is in the UK. <laughs> yeah, it, to be it didn't actually look particularly French. I'm sure they did their best. It did, even you said is it boarded up? Yes. It has big shutters on the back of it. Yes, it did look. It did from a distance from the from the helicopter shot. It did look a bit. But you couldn't make up. out any of the graffiti. <laughs> so. No. No. so, uh so he, he's obviously showing his wealth and blah blah blah. And his his um, French skills. Oh yeah. So we I mean, there was like uh, there was a yeah, scene he did, where he did, he, was, a, he did CSE French, didn't he? Yeah, he was like, "Ouah, syndicat initiative." Je... <laughs> Je voudrais un kilo de pêche, s'il vous plaît. That was a bit stupid, wasn't it? Jean Ping Pong. I mean, why, why, would you, why would you want to try to impress your butler? Your French butler? I mean, what, what? Maybe maybe the butler doesn't speak any English. Oh, but you'd, you'd employ a bilingual one. <laughs> so, no doubt. So. No doubt. But I think it was more for our benefit. That's to show, oh, to show the, how, how cosmopolitan and sophisticated cosmopolitan and modern. Charles Frere is. <laughs> So he arrives in this clapped out uh, Citroen minicab and he has this meeting with um, Richard Wilson. Victor Meldrew. Victor Meldrew, that was. Uh, well, he's still alive, isn't he? I think he is. Yes, yeah. Richard Wilson is yeah. still very much with us. So this was Richard Wilson's the. Um, <laughs> The high gas bill years. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, the same year he appeared in, um, in Coward's Way, he also did three episodes of Emmerdale Farm. And that's when Emmerdale Farm was a farm. Yeah, rather so, than just a, a so I don't think, site. I don't think it was so much of a big gas bill. I think it was on his, he was still on the actor. trajectory towards. It was, going to, it was another ten years, more or less, before he became Victor Meldrew. So I think this is a pretty good job for but i think him. with richard wilson he's also very much like one of those light type people that looks the same age yes yeah, so, you know, <laughs> so. to be fair i've not seen him recently so i don't know how he looks now but he didn't look any different to how i remember him looking 10 years later in uh, one foot in the grave i think he did i think it was also after he did the um, sort of uh, one foot in the grave he did Merlin, and he had long hair in that. A wig, obviously. He didn't grow it himself. Um, someone else did. And then he was in. He, he did do some sort of Lovejoy-esque drama series where he was an auction house person on the back of a motorbike. Quite possibly. Yeah. So, but he's he had had. It was okay. But I think he had an earring as well. Really? Yeah, no, very modern. But, um, was it a, was it a hoop? I think it was. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, so anyway, that, that's that. That's that. That was interesting. That was an interesting fact. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we will be doing the recast reboot on the Richard Wilson character, though. No, we won't. Yes, we are. Are we? Yes. Okay. We discussed this beforehand. No, we didn't. This is to we, deci- <laughs> we decided on Sir John. No, you decided on Sir John. Oh, okay. I decided we'll... on Richard Wilson. Well, that's not who I was casting. What was it? What? What? what, what, what we will do both. Yeah. Uh, 
so, uh, but immaculate preparation as always goes into this show oh, it's amazing it it's is amazing. amazing yeah yeah so uh whoa where were we so 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 we're talking business bollocks some kind of high-powered business meeting with richard wilson aka Viscount, Viscount something or other. Cunningham or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, I, can't, I did tune out a little bit, so I'm not really very sure what this what this, this high-powered meeting was. Well, so the two all... things I remember mm-hmm. about it is, one, and we'll come on to it in a moment, is that they, they have flat champagne and served in the wrong glass outside in the rain. Yes! And um, <laughs> the meeting ends with, this is the beginning of a beautiful partnership. And then we but this is the again. only episode that Richard Wilson actually appears in, so that didn't come to pass. <laughs> but actually, what what the heck they were talking about, I'm not very sure, because I, I, I do sort of tend to tune out when it gets on to business bollocks. Well, the business, the business bollocks just seems really, really... Uh, I know it was the 80s and everyone was talking business and high-powered. Bra- business and big red shoulder pads and, and big file faxes like... Like Jan, oh, yeah, Jan, yeah, right. So I think we've covered Charles. Well, we're not quite. We're not quite. We just have to spend a moment to reflect on why they were drinking flat champagne from their own glasses on garden furniture <laughs> outside the front door of this. Well, I think maybe they, 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 they home they, they in the probably, rain. They're probably only allowed to use the entrance foyer, which Charles sort of came out of. Yeah. So there, and, so uh, there is that. There, there. I'm sure there were limit limits to where they could actually film, but also, really, they just didn't have the budget to build another fancy set. <sighs> Well, I mean, they could have worked with Sir John's set, really. Yeah, they could have redressed that a little bit, and because Sir John's, because because I mean, Charles is actually comes back from France, so I have no idea why he went to France for a meeting with someone who arrived in a, so I think with a Hampshire or Southampton heliport helicopter. <laughs> yeah, the helicopter arrived again. <laughs> again, the money's worth from this helicopter. <laughs> they do. How did they bought one for the series? Now, um, I date it. So I mean, because we have we have a, Sir John's back, so he, he's been we've been Sir John Light on this series so far. Because say so I always remembered I thought he was in every single episode, but I don't think he was. Obviously, no. or he wasn't in episode one or two of series Ooh. two. So um, we have Ken Masters that is trying to borrow money from Sir John at two percent above base rates and. Ken thinks that's rather expensive, but it's 1.6 million. But obviously, GDPR and data protection doesn't go there. So Charles also has a meeting with uh, Sir John, talking about business and this yes. this wildlife plantationy type thing. Yeah. I have to say that, that that Sir John has very loose lips, and I can only assume this was in the days before the the government really cracked down on insider yeah. trading because. I do think he is sailing very close to the yeah to, to, to the wind in his in his double dealings. You know, I think he's got to be careful. He's gonna end up in trouble if he's not if he doesn't um, yeah. watch out. I mean I mean I know in the business world that is a bit cutthroat but it is sorry very loosey goosey But lips Merchant Banks like he's, he's a merchant banker. Merchant banks really can't afford to be um yeah. quite so free and easy with ethical rules just in my humble opinion yeah very gossipy wasn't he he was so so ken ken has got the sort of semi go ahead because for this development at 1.6 million yeah um but with no collateral being put down mm. 
which seems but a two percent above base rate is actually quite good i thought well, it did it was maybe good at the time yeah i thought that i mean that well especially when the base rate's on its arse yeah <laughs> so. as, as, as it is now yes yeah. I mean, anyway speaking of uh, Ken's semi uh, <laughs> oh my god yes <gasps> god, we, have to, we, have to, we have to talk about that dressing gown and, and the near it was a near miss it yeah. was it was so, a near miss so we'll move we'll move swiftly over to the uh, for, to, to Ken's sort of Bachelor eight pad. So we have have Ken, who has been somewhat reluctant and dismissive of Claude, Claude, um, because he's he's still a bit jealous about Claude. He is jealous, uh, even he? though Claude's married some fashion some fashionista, bint, fa- fashion bint from uh, fashion from Paris. Swag. Yeah. So he's he's a he's a like, well, and he, and he's, he's he's stringing Jan along with regards to the expansion of Perry Blue. And the new Southampton boutique stroke warehouse production line, and uh, sweatshop, sweatshop. Uh, so he's stringing her along, and he's like, it's pretty much proposed to Jan, even though she's not divorced. Yeah, he wants to father her children. I'm sorry, they're adults. Yeah, so I mean, they have Leo a father. is Leo is 18, going on 19. Really. Uh, and Lynn is, Lynn is 21. Yes. So, and um, the last thing they want is being fathered by Ken Masters. <laughs> by Ken Masters. Really. Maybe some Call me daddy. Tips. <laughs> <laughs> fashion tips. And, and how to place your medallion on your furry chest. So we have a scene with uh, Jan coming down, lighting down the spiral staircase to his on his bachelor pad. Yeah. And we have Ken looking very alluring. Very in alluring. A, in, in a dressing gown. And they're sort of chatting, chatting, chatting. And he's basically saying, well, we should get married and blah, 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 blah. And he sits down on the sofa legs with his akimbo. Leg, legs akimbo. And the way the camera angle was, yeah. it was we like... Were, we were both shouting at the screen, Care, watch that, watch the angles. Watch the angles. Watch the angles. Oh, so I can just imagine love. the director <laughs> going, just be careful here. You don't want any so, unfortunate... No, and I, felt, I, I, I was part of me feels a little... I know... I know Ken Masters can be a little bit of a rough diamond and a bit nasty. Um, but he's really put his cards on the table to Jan. Jan's like, uh, no. Admittedly, she has got a, a daughter that's got yes. soap opera amnesia. Yes, so her daughter's had a, some, a traumatic head injury. But she, she's making the most of her not being at home by sleeping over in the bachelor, part, the bachelor pad. Yes. So 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 Ken's sort of, sort of ladies... Is, is wisdom down and his cards on the table with Jan. He has this meeting with um, Sir John, sort of pretty much gets the go ahead for 1.6 million, and then meets up again with Jan and says, Oh, I can father, I could be the father of your children, and blah, blah, blah. And Jan's like, But yes. already got a father. But at the same time, he's also making it very clear that he's holding the purse strings. Yeah. And I think he might potentially be overplaying his hand with Jan. Yes, yeah. I mean, th- this that storyline does move along quite nicely. Oh, does series. it? Yeah. Oh, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, which is very, very good. And so Jan has sort of uh, has been put out of a misery with Claude. Claude has made a contact, and that's gets yes. some, that, 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 that summary comes over quite nicely yes, with Kate. That, yeah, that raised a, that raised a titter. Yeah. In, in in this house because so, that's what I I call that a, a, a crossroads resolution. And those who remember 
the the late lamented soap opera set in the Midlands might understand what I mean by that. And it was lampooned um, quite effectively by Victoria Wood in, in, in Acorn, Acorn, Acorn Antiques. Antiques. <laughs> yeah, that that the cliffhanger from the week before gets gets sort of summed up in a telephone message. She's, she's reading from a notepad. Yes. Well, Claude phoned. He says, nothing to worry about. Fashion's, fashion's still on. He still loves you loads. And he'll give you a call this evening. And the great anxiety shut. That was it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. Didn't they do well? Yes, yes. The Bishop of Manchester called. And no, I can't have an annulment. And yet I did leave my gardening gloves in the vestry. <laughs> Victoria Wood fans will all understand what I mean by that. So, yeah, so that, that, that summed up that storyline. So quite. That, that was resolved very neatly but, and tied up in a nice parcel and disposed of. Uh, but now the anxiety part for Jan now is that she's been stringing the people about the lease in the house, that the um, office and shop and work, work, work shop, work, sweatshop workhouse. In, in, in Southampton. So so she's, so she's like, she's stringing them along and she's now got sort of, go ahead now with Ken that sort of yes money can come yes. but I think though he made her work for it yes he may, and maybe too hard yeah and we have to talk about Jan now Do we? yes okay we, we I counted what, what are we going to talk about five five outfit changes she had the most outfit changes in the whole the whole episode I think Polly had three um, Polly wasn't in it all that much, so no, there was less much, scope for. There was, wasn't much. I mean, Polly did have three outfit changes, which was very good. Yes, um, she had three appearances in a different outfit every time. Yes, so she's very good. I mean, she's trying to be motherly, and um, I think with regards to the storyline with Polly, obviously Abby and Orin are staying uh, with Polly. With they've now named the baby William. Yes, that was sort of slipped into conversation without any. Yeah, no, there was no like. Well, besides naming William, because there's just everyone else is recorded to to, to to your son and the baby, and now it's William. Yes, so, so they could have maybe just announced. Well, I thought we were calling him William. They could have done, but. They didn't. But they didn't. <laughs> so that, that that got snuck in there under the radar. So she's like they're pushing around, sort of pushing sort of Abby and Orin together, and it's like, oh, Leo, you're still here. Yeah. So she is a little bit um, sniffy, sniffy about about Leo's continued presence in Abby's life. Yeah, and and but to the point of rudeness, frankly. Is a bit. I mean, in fairness, Leo has been a very good friend to to Abby, but he seems to have just taken from a couple of episodes ago where they were kissing and dancing in that very weird house party thing. It seems to he's taken. He's been very submissive and well. He's he's. Um, I guess he's being being a gentleman. Yeah, recognizing but- that William's father is <laughs> is is in town and. You know, he has to respect yeah. Abby and Which I think is life. I think is fair enough, but it just seems like okay, you've you've not really I mean you've had a bit of a moment. Yeah. So what 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 do you, what would you prefer then? Just one thing that Leo and Oren should oil up and have a wrestling match yeah. to to decide um who who gets the who hand get, of who's Abby. The daddy? No well, <laughs> don't go that far. But who gets Abby's hand in marriage. Well, I mean, I, th- I would have thought there'd be a little bit more tension, but they all seem into like getting on quite well. Yeah. And of course, in these postmodern times, they'd probably end up as a thruple. 
Yes, probably. probably. But Abby does actually look quite smart. And she, she seems to have ditched all those horrible big jumpers and... And the dungarees. Dungarees and corduroy. And she's yeah. wearing quite nice tailored outfits. It was like, oh, Abby's so got a budget. Is, so this is Abby's trajectory from dowdy, sulky yeah. teen to, to, to sophisticated womanhood. Yeah. Well, she's a mother now. She's um, a mother now. I felt sorry for because well, Polly's gone out shopping for, for for the child and everything. And she's coming back with lots of boutique bags and everything. And Abby's been like, oh, no. I mean, she's, Polly's bought her a, a, a pram and, or ordered a pram. And said, oh, I've got this sling. And it's like, oh, Abby, be a bit more grateful, love. Well, you can't dismiss years and years of parental neglect just quite so... Well, it depends so how, how wide the wallet opens, really. <laughs> that just breeds resentment. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just feel a bit... Uh, I thought, like, mm. I mean, that's... It, 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 there could have been a bit more tension there. Because Orange... And Orin is just now... Yeah. Well, it we're going to get married. Is... We've had a one-night stand. I, I think it was just one-night stand. She's got pregnant, and now he's sort of wanting us to get married. Yes. To yeah. him. Yeah, I think they they missed the potential for the drama in that in that in that situation. I think it could have been a bit more bit more dramatic rather than sitting around drinking cups of tea and sponge fingers. Yeah, because I, mean, I, mean, I think they maybe the, I think the scriptwriters felt that people wouldn't be maybe the audience were more focused on the Tom Avril Jan. Ken Masters. Maybe, or maybe they just couldn't be bothered. Yeah, well, maybe they just didn't feel... I mean, I don't think there was many sort of angsty or focused around that age group, sort of like late teens, early 20s. There was was certainly more in the first first series. You know, there was a lot more drama around Abby and Leo and Abby throwing herself in the water. Suicide attempts. And and, and all of that. And all of that mystery and so on. There was a lot more made of it then, but now it just seems a bit a bit throwaway, really. Yeah, it it, it does doesn't seem to be I mean they, they I mean I think if it was rebooted now, they'd probably make more more of it and more drama because I think that the it would, it would have a cross I mean I think if it but well, there's a demographic change, isn't there? But, you know, I think you're you're absolutely right that if if it was launched now, it would be aimed at a younger age group than it was originally. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it would probably be very much. It, it would be on the par with like the Emmerdale or Coronation Street, where you've got where with those soap operas, it's family viewing, but you've got something for the young. It's where the whole families can get together and watch it. Yeah. And they can get something out of it. And they, pro- they probably have twenty six million characters. Well, I don't think they. I, mean, I think that's that's the that's the, the harmony of Howard's ways because it only ca- follows the snapshot. Yeah. I think late in late in the later series, there was a lot more chucked into the mix, and it sort of lost its way a little bit. But I think because you've got the Av- Avril and Jack, you've got you know, you've got Tom, you've got his family, and then you've got Charles. But then then. They introduced Charles's father, and, and then the Hudsons, and all that sort of thing. So it does, it does build. It certainly does. Um, and I think that's what's really, really good about it, because you can relate. I mean, because if you remember back from the first series, it's all very focused. It's like sort of two families and interlopers. But now it's, it's extending. But I think they could have done more. 
but it's, it, was, it was still super super popular which is which is f fabulous i mean that's why we're talking about it nearly nearly 40 years later <laughs> dun, 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 dun. but so we've got sort of the orin is now we're gonna get married are we gonna get married do you want to get married and in fairness i would say what happened to that assertive abby so are we because that's the normal you're like we slept together once love I'm letting you get to know your son, not like, well, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. I mean, yeah. I mean what what happened to that, like, right on feminism? And what about all those poor children down at the health and safety hazard of a adventure yeah. playground? Well, or they, has it been tarmacked over and there's a block of flats on it now? Well, probably. Either that or they're all impaled on sharp, sharp objects because they've, <laughs> they've not been looked after because they're social worker it's been like a tamagotchi with the batteries have run down it's like oh god they're all god now yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. well get the next bus lot in yeah. who wants to be a social worker this Ab time abby's social work career <laughs> is it was very was sad. very short sadly to an end very short and suddenly leo has discovered that uh, ken masters is doing development on a wildlife preserve we don't know how he's found out this he just turns up at the office it's gossip and go local gossip it's like gossip 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 and it's sort of it's sort of he stands up against ken masters and it's just like oh, it's a bit uh, yeah. it's a bit wet he's a bit of a wet later he is a bit he? yeah i mean he does get better yeah but he, he doesn't he doesn't come across as being a terrifying it's like woo figure. right on yeah. yeah would you mind awfully not um building on the on the nature reserve please, please it's awfully please appreciated <laughs> Pass me a gypsy queen. Yeah. Uh, so, so he stands up against uh, Ken Masters and then off screen, off, off screen, he speaks to the newspapers and the newspaper says, well, if you set up a protest group, we'll cover you. And Orion says very sensibly, well, the newspaper gets advertising from the business people that yes. you're up against. Conflict so, of interest. So do you really think that's going to happen? Mm, we'll find out. And in fairness, I mean, Orin is quite common sense. And I think that's, it, it, I think in fairness, because it came from Orin, it does actually sort of have more relevance. I mean, yeah, I quite like Orin. Although you think, well, why would you want to marry her? Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, you may come from a rich family, but she's on the other side of the pond. No one's going to know that this has happened. It's unlikely to happen. So do you actually have feelings for abby i mean you slept together once and admittedly if she looked like she did in this episode of howard's way which rather, to be fair is, is unlikely but so when, when she's at finishing school she probably she knows how to dress and act but then she probably went through the motion so if she did look like that you can think oh yeah she's quite pretty but if she was like lolloping around in oversized sweaters and sweatpants like a play school presenter i think play school presenters are slightly more <laughs> more tailored than that Ooh. look <laughs> so i mean in fairness orin does have a have a point and say mm, and, but uh, but sort of leo's fired up and and that's as well and abby says oh yeah i'll help and it's really weird on the imdb they said polly was up against it but polly wasn't in on this yeah, conversation Polly doesn't know a thing about it as far as as yeah. far as i can recall. imdb big question here did you actually watch this episode yes <laughs> we're asking maybe yeah, you should tag him in the episode did you actually watch episode three of series two because yeah because <laughs> yeah, ken masters is definitely not developing a wildlife reserve no <laughs> where's the pitting zoo is that gonna be a gift shop <laughs> uh, will it be snow 
snow globes yeah. with wildlife on. He's tarmacking over a nature reserve. But that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a different thing altogether. Questions, questions, questions. Questions, questions, questions. So now we lead on to the Kate's trajectory. Now, Kate, we have lots of horses. Yes. So she, she's watching her horse. And uh, she also has a, um, she questions the trainer. Yes, she's fretting about the cost of feeding the horse. Feeding the horse. And she, she said, uh, said, well, the, the trainer says, well, it has to be, it's a thoroughbred. You can't just give it sort of straw and grass. And sawdust. And sawdust. And, and the occasional apple. Yes. Um, you have to give it oats. And she says, so well, I buy oats from the supermarket. And they're 33 pence or 32 pence. Yes, but it gets a hamper delivered every week from Fort <laughs> yes, Mason. Mason's. <laughs> Nothing but the best for the horses in this paddock. If that's I know. Right so, oh, yeah. So, so obviously she's a little bit stretched. But then, yeah, she did have a big win because she put 300 pounds on in this long But we shot. don't know the odds. I imagine it's prob- probably at least... 10 to 1, I would have thought, because it was a long shot, because it was his first race. So she's probably won about three grand. So that's not a fair, that's a fair chunk of it, a fair chunk of money. Um, and apparently she's won a, a little bit more, a little flutter somewhere else when she's sort of chatting with, with Jack. So, but watching the racing thing, I was sort of made me think, well, I wouldn't mind watching Trainer. Because trainer, explain, to, explain to the audience what trainer well, is. Well, trainer is what um, the writer and the creator of Howard's Way went on to do, sort of around about season five of Howard's Way. Because Howard's Way was meant to end, and he was developing this new TV series called Trainer, which is set around racehorses and everything. I think, judging from my my reading, my quick reading about Trainer this morning, that it actually followed on from Howard's Way. So Howard's Way ended. And trainer started in the Howard's Way Sunday slots. Slot. It did. It went in. Was it that? Then it got moved all around the schedules in series two. Well, it got moved to a Wednesday. Oh, the, the the dead yeah. season. Series two was shortened and moved to to a Wednesday. Yeah, I can just imagine the meeting. We well, did really well. I know we were talking about twenty four episodes, but we've decided to condense it to two. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, trainer, I, mean, I think if they'd done a crossover episode, well, today we do a they they'd do a backdoor pilot of some kind. So backdoor- you'd have a few episodes with the the trainer cast doing what they do in trainer in Howard's well, way to ha- introduce it introduce to the them. audience and get them. Warmed up, warmed and up engaged, and all the rest of it, and then spin off the show, and then have occasional guest stars from Howard's yeah, Way. Do the crossovers, the crossovers coming in, take a horse on a boat, or something like that. I don't know, but I think because, um, and I think also, Trainer had really big stars in it because I think they were throwing a lot of money at it. Well, um, Susanna York and David McCallum. Yeah, so there was a lot. There was, there was kind of high-profile people in the that. Horses aren't cheap. Yeah. Well, Kate, as, as Kate's discovering, they're not cheap. No, you can't just feed them on sawdust and no. the grass. Uh, no, you cannot. <laughs> so I, I, I just felt a bit, mm, I want to see Trainer now, um, because I think that was, uh, I, I didn't, I watched it and didn't have yachts and didn't have, it didn't just didn't have the energy of Howard's Way. And I think Howard's Way had the energy because it was all familiar-ish actors but none had been in something such a prime timey type thing. I know Ken Masters had was in oh gosh, Day of the Triffids, Doctor Who, Doctor Who, and blah blah blah. But 
they were all sort of like small roles yeah. rather than massive big roles. And uh, I think he was in the brother, the brothers as well. Was he in the brother? Well, I know Jack was in uh, the one yeah, the, which was uh, Gerald Glister's other other uh, pre earlier. Yeah. So I, mean, I, th- I think I'd like to watch. I think I'd like to watch Trainer. Maybe we can do a podcast on Trainer because. Well, all I'll say is you'll struggle to get the DVDs. Really? Yes. Are you, are you looked? I looked on Amazon. Oh. Don't do it now. I won't do it now. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you do it now, then I'll have to actually do some editing on this podcast. Oh, no, you don't like doing editing. Just no, like, I don't like it. Stream, stream of consciousness. Just that's press the way. play. That's the way we Wedge go. Wedge the theme tune. <laughs> Sing the theme tune. Play yeah. the theme tune. Get the yeah. gazoo out. Yeah. So I feel a bit sad about that because, I mean... <sighs> In fairness, I mean, how I think Howard's Way was meant to end after season, series three. Was uh, it? Yeah, I think it was series three or end of series four. But because it was so popular, they bought it back. Or because it was meant to have a nice finality. Um, Unlike Trainer that ends on a, on a murder mystery cliffhanger. Oh, does that, it? Ne- that never gets resolved. Oh, my God. Well, maybe we can make one up when we've seen it. We need yes. to get the episode. Well, we act all the parts. <gasps> yes. We'll do a radio play. Yeah, I've started getting listening to Radio Four at the moment, and it's actually really good. I really quite like a radio play. <laughs> I think I stumbled onto the Archers, and that's that seems quite addictive. <laughs> well, I, I must confess that in the past I have been known to, on a Sunday to tune into the the Archers Omnibus Edition. I don't know if they still do it, but I think they do. That was always um, quite entertaining. <laughs> so. But I think the Archers is very much like Howard's Way, I think, really. It's got lots of posh characters getting involved in other people's lives and things like that, and it's a little bit of controversy and a little bit of gossip and a bit of resolution. Oh, it's a soap opera. Yeah. What, what, would, you, what would you expect? Yeah. So, and so, and like um, uh, Howard's Way, it, the, the Archers uh, was made in, or is made in Birmingham. Oh. It used to be uh, from Pebble Mill, but not now, obviously. But, um, yeah, so that's one point of connection. So Kate is um is there and is sort of racehorse anything all right. So so they're they're putting the precursors in there really with regards to the horses becoming more expensive. But I don't know how it works when you own a half a, a quarter of a racehorse. So I mean can you just like well no I'm not paying it anymore. So and just absolve yourself from I it. I very much doubt it. So, right, because I mean, vet bills are. I mean, yeah. the insurance on our, 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 our tabby cat is 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 expensive. When we had a dog, that was really really expensive as well. Yes, yeah, so I think I think you're you're expected to pay your share of the of the bills. Oh dear, poor poor. Yeah. So Kate Kate is being very super supportive to Jack. Why? What's going on with Jack? With Jack, well, Jack is has been let loose at Relta Marine. Yes, attending the board meeting. Attending the board meeting is being the big Johnny Big Bollocks, and they're saying and so they're having this discussion about how can we promote get, promote get some publicity for for the the Barracuda. We'll spend a, a bucket load of money on advertising, and then Jack says, "Well, don't do that. Just do. You need you need to as pub." Publicity stunt of some yeah. kind. So somehow he's offered to sail the Atlantic single-handedly. Yes. And the Barracuda. And Avril rolls her eyes so fiercely that she can practically see her own sinuses. Oh, 
yeah, she's not very happy. And in fairness, the, I mean, I think it's a jolly, good, it's a jolly good promotion. Well, it's a jolly good promotion, but I think send, even, sending an elderly man. I don't think. I mean, how old do you think Jackie is? Know. I think I like late know. six, late fifties. I don't know. I mean, Tom's forty-two, so Tom's younger than me. Now, <laughs> yes. And Avril, I'll soon be Jack's age, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm not planning on sailing single-handed across the Atlantic anytime soon. <laughs> you wouldn't even go across Lantrich Lake in a pedalo. No, <laughs> so... not even one shaped like a swan, yeah. or one with one with a slide on the front, like they have in Spain. So yeah, so he's offered to do that, and I think even Jack, after saying this and saying yes, I'll go for it, and the board's like very, very ooh yay. Well, we don't see them go ooh yay, but they're quite supportive of that, and they think, think it's a jolly good idea. It's a idea. jolly good idea. Yes, they don't have to spend any money. All they have to do is do a press release, which apparently they've already done. And uh, so to be fair, I think if I was on that board, I would be saying, actually, you know what? This isn't a jolly good idea. It's a damn dangerous idea that could backfire spectacularly. Let's let's just get a professional, younger, fitter, less booze soaked person to to do the the Atlantic crossing. But this is the 80s. They did. did Let's send a young girl with a traumatic head injury. They didn't force you to wear. They only had to wear seat belts at the front in the 80s. (laughs) That that was a clunk click, wasn't it? Every trip. So you didn't have to wear them in the back back seats. You didn't even have them fitted in the back, (laughs) let alone wear them in the back. Yes. (laughs) I remember. My mum mum refused to wear a seatbelt for a long time. She... um, her compromise was that she would pretend to wear the seatbelt by actually just pulling it across and holding it. <laughs> and my dad always said, I don't need to wear a seatbelt because I'll just brace myself against the steering wheel if we have an accident. <laughs> Great. My grandfather was the same. Uh, he, 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 but what he did, because people used to see, obviously, the, where, the, where, the, where, where the seatbelt went, he had the seatbelt and he just sat over it. So, yeah, he, so he had it permanently attached. It was permanently fixed in, but, <laughs> but um, he just sat on it. He just sat on it instead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Happy days. So, yeah. So Jack is now feeling a little bit nervous, and justifiably so. And there's some nonsense with regards to Bill doing something with a wooden boat that's, that Jack's going to take out yeah. for, for a test drive. Uh, and... We had to see him go out and test drive in this very, very small boat. And yeah. it looked frigging choppy, that, it didn't did, it? It didn't look very nice. And he, and he was wearing a rather peculiar outfit of fisherman's waders and a, a, a cable knit sweater and some god awful hat on his head. Like, Oh, yeah, it was the, it was the, the hat, the, the knitted hat matched the, 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 sweater. the sweater. It was very good, though. <laughs> I quite like that. I was like, well done. You're coordinating, sweetie. You're really good. But, say, the. It was just crikey. That they had the glamorous Howard's Way music, and I'm thinking that's not freaking glamorous by any stretch of imagination because that looked bloody choppy. Yeah, that looked terrifying. But then he spots something amiss, something with, with the rigging, of, with a bit of rope, and I think that makes him wobble a little bit because yes. he looks up and he sees this wobbly thing. And now then I he, wonder if he had been younger, he would just have shimmied up the the drain pipe or whatever you call it, the mast, the mast. <laughs> Drain pipe, yeah, love. Yeah, I kind of figured that out as soon as I said it. But, but it's too late. It's too late so now. So you're guttering out, love. Yeah, yeah he'd, have, he'd have been up. He'd have been up that that 
nasty thing. He just needed like tightening a, like up. I don't know what his big bloody hoo-ha was. It wasn't... Well, I think he got a fright. I think he, he realised that if he's in the flipping middle of the Atlantic and, Something like that and, and a bit of, bit of rope comes loose, he's not really... F- enough to actually yeah uh, deal with it i think i think himself. that that was well acted uh and i thought that was very very good so he's he's feeling a bit wobbly his, actually, his response to it is just to get very very angry and shouty at people at people um which is yeah justifiable but he's also he's admitted to kate really as well that he's like a little bit well, he's not said I'm nervous about it, but I'm well, thinking, he, like, he I think basically it, said that he thought it was a great idea for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. and now, you, now he's regretting it, and justifiably so. And it's just like, hmm. So, so that's Jack's storyline. We we'll go to Avril. Avril, we see Avril. We're walking down a very, very gorgeous road, isn't it? In Southampton, what was it like Blue Harbour or something like that? And that's that's a, that's Marks and Spencer's fashion range, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it was blue. It was um, Blue Hatch or something. No, I did. Hang on, I did. I did um, look out, look it up on. But uh, where, where they were walking, I think that was in Southampton. That did look it's super, super pretty. Yeah. So he's googling, sweetie. I'm not googling. I'm trying to find my. Um, Google Maps. Where are they? Oh, there we go. See if it's in my Blue Anchor Lane. Yeah, I mean, that looked that looked really, really pretty. And you had the old. Um, he's, she's walking with um, um, David David Lloyd. David Lloyd, the super 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 from, David Lloyd from Sunshine uh, Desert. <laughs> he moved on from Sunshine Desert. Yeah, and changed he's now his into surname. plastic boats, and he uh, that is parked up and. So I found two things quite quirky on this. One was that had the old meters where you had to put like coinage in, you know, well, the ones with yeah. the kaching. The parking meters. Parking meters. With a timer on it. With a timer on it. it was like, that, that, that was like, ooh. And then he actually had to open the door with the key. Because I haven't seen that, because obviously everyone's got the beepers now, haven't they? Yes. So she, he actually goes to the door and they're talking about, he's trying, she's trying, to, he's trying to persuade Avril to work full time at, at Relton Marine. But they're negotiating so she can work part time there yes. because she's got some really good administration skills. Yes. But who'll make the tea the rest of the week? That's the question that occurred to me. I know. Maybe they have an expensive coffee maker, perhaps. Yes. Or Brenda. <laughs> well, they can get the they can, they can get the gold blend people around. You know, the sort of the one that had the Mickey Mouse boat that did the gold blend adverts. Oh, yes. Maybe we can employ him. I mean, they can do a job share, perhaps. Perhaps. Mm. So Avril is accepting the job um, on her on, own terms. On her, her own terms, and she justifies this by the to to, to Tom. We don't see much of Tom in this episode. No, the beginning part of the episode. episode. It's a Tom Light episode. I mean, he only comes in about fifteen minutes into the episode. Into the episode, and uh, she justifies this. Well, I'll be able to get all the contacts from Relton. Yes, and she'll get to see the inside workings of a large manufacturer yeah get get the contact so when Useful we information so when we can do bring more. back to the mermaid yard yes. when they expand mm. and she so she's like well yeah this is what we're going this is what we're doing and tom is like very enthusiastic and she, and she says right and you can design more boats and he's going oh right okay i better get on with it then and he does he does with the catamaran the, with the twin hull design mm. oh Yes. But I don't, don't spoil it, sweetie. No. Mm. <laughs> we love a catamaran. We love a catamaran, especially on the let. The let. Lynette. 
It's like Lillette. That's Lillette. a strange. That's Lillette. a strange name for a boat. But in the reboot, we call it Lillette. Lillette. We would rename Lynn Lillette. Is Lillette a name? Well, it is now. Yeah. I've just made it up. Well, it's a it's a name of a lady's sanitary. Um, <laughs> oh, I'd love a Lillette. <laughs> and this is this is the sister sister boat, the Tampax. <laughs> And the cousins stop complaining. <laughs> so, um, so, um, so she's she's decided yes she's she's going to take the job and she's quite enthusiastic about this, which is great. And then we have uh, she's very upset with Jack for doing this job and she's like not not get not for this not for this not for this. So she's put her her case is down there and she again goes to Ralph Marine and says to them this isn't not fair. And then he said, well we've already done the press release. Yes. So basically, Jack has strayed Called into himself. stupid old man territory and now can't be extricated. No. 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 But this is going to. I mean, this is going to have really, really interesting. I mean, this is quite an interesting storyline. This. Oh, thank goodness for that. They're all interesting and oh. lovely, especially the the, the 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 sort of the rise to power of Perry Plou. <laughs> Um, so that's where we are with with the Avril storyline. So it's quite a short storyline with Avril. Um, a little bit of Gerald because Gerald is Gerald is just like business bollocks with Charles. Yes. Then he has business bollocks. Well, he has an encounter. He has an encounter with Shellett because Shellett has Dick Shellett and the Dick, sex Yes. <laughs> So Shellett has gone round asking for £2,000 so he can bugger off from where he came from. To Papua New Guinea. And Gerald, ooh, ooh, gosh. Stands up. Stands up. And is very... Stern. and Stern and assertive. Yes. And that, that really put Shellett in his place. And, and You're getting no money from us. And Polly walks in on this. And and she's, like, she's there questioning, well, who is that awful man coming the second time? Because she was very, very... Hostess with the most test the first time round, wasn't she? Oh, tell me about these girls. Yes. Uh, but we, uh, Polly's brilliant. I love Polly. And, and and Gerald puts Polly in her place and said, look, you've got who's, your expenses. Who's paying for all this? Who's paying it? Sometimes I have to muddy the water or something. Oh, that's really good. I think he has to get his hands dirty. Has to sometimes. get his hands dirty sometimes. And when Polly does what Polly Polly always does, and she goes out shopping for boutique clothes for William, yes. she cheers herself up with some retail therapy and buying a buggy, and spending Gerald's money. Yes, so bravo. So that was Gerald's dirty money. His, his, dirty, think, dirty money. I know we have biz, more business bollocks with Gerald later in the series. Um, which so they're storylines that have cliffhangers and then get wrapped up succinctly with a telephone. Oh, it's all okay now then. Marvellous. <laughs> Yay, I love that. Love Woo! that so much. Yeah, fab, fab, fab. So, we've got the Gerald. Now we will lead on with Lynn. 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 Lynn has Lynn soap has opera, soap opera amnesia. amnesia. She's been picked up from the hospital. We don't see her at the hospital, but obviously Jan's had her rumpy pumpy with Ken and in his bachelor part bachelor pad and seen him with his very revealing almost dressing gown almost almost we almost saw a crotch shot of, of ken marvelous yeah. we had a, a close a close encounter close there. encounter <laughs> so... a narrow escape 
<laughs> behind his flannelette. It was a near flannelette miss. A near miss. <laughs> so, and Lynn is still like, I can't remember anything. Yeah. So apparently there's nothing medically wrong with her, but she's experiencing some sort of Emotion, blockage. A blockage. So, um, <laughs> let's give her some emodium. Emodium. So she's sat there looking all very confused on the sofa. Um, with, confused, uh, she's looking flipping terrified. And I think that's a fairly fair representation of how you would feel if you're suddenly plopped. thrust into a world of strangers. Yeah, so. They're trying to persuade you that they're your family. Yeah, that's like, mm, very weird. Um, then, so we, ha- we have a shot with her coming into the house and sort of Tom and well the whole the whole Howard family there and Kate yeah. and that's not intimidating or anything well no it? Kate and Paris everyone's being lovely they are being lovely but if it was down to me I would have said no let's just try and keep that simple not crowd the house full of strangers which is effectively what they are and just terrifying the poor the poor girl let's just keep it very simple so in the morning um Jan is I don't, what was she serving up? Were they, I don't think they were croissants. She just like takes out the, the plates of. They weren't buns, and they may have been like mangled up croissants onto the table. Tom arrives, and she he offers to take uh, Lynn shopping in Southampton, um, and she says oh, okay. And then Tom arrives and says, "Oh, do you want to come sailing on the flying fish?" And she's going flying what? I mean, they've already discussed the flying fish. I mean, it's the first yeah. day. That was in last week. She does have amnesia. Last so week's episode. You can't have forgot that. That was only like a day ago. Yeah, but she's forgetting things all the time. Though. Yeah. So, anyway, she goes out sailing with Tom on the flying fish and he, he's, he's there giving instructions for her to do it. And she's doing it. Yeah. So it's just like, so he's like mm. twigging. Mm. Mm. So she knows exactly what to do sail. So she's instinctively sailing. Yes. She's jibing. So they're they're busy sailing, and in fairness, the waters looks a lot less rough than it was when Jack was out there. I mean, when Jack was going out there, I'm sure in the horizon you saw a Titanic coming down or something. <laughs> there was Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio was like falling off the off, the, off that very large door, clinging was, to a door. That door was huge, by the way. That definitely could have accommodated two people. Yeah, I don't, care. Was, was, I don't care what James Cameron <laughs> says. It was Kate. It was Kate Winslet in a, in a pre Weight Watchers phase, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, other slimming products kind of like you can please sponsor us on anti dust. Yeah, and let's face it, we we, we both need it. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. Pre lockdown three point zero. Yes. It's really annoying because I say, I mean, so, sorry, dear listeners, but through a lockdown 1.0, I lost bucket loads of weight. I was walking. It was very nice and sunny. I was furloughed. Everything was falling off me. Then I'd go and get a new job, start eating and not I'm exercising. Not uh, um, and now Christmas has been and gone. And yes, we, we can, we can well, barely bas- get yeah. through a double door. Yeah, basically, none of my clothes now fit me, so I'm actually sitting here wearing a bin bag. <laughs> he thought he's wearing some very nice tweed trousers. The only trousers that fit me. <laughs> so nice tweedy trousers, very country set. Very. <laughs> so, very. so anyway, Lynn is on the flying fish, and she's doing all the rope work and tacking and main beaming and swinging and all that bollocks um and tom is is there floating instructions and she's following them so yeah. so, she, so knows, she knows what to do she knows what to do and she's it goes ah oh. oh. and then she he tacks i have the, a cunning plan. he tacks the yacht 
and it goes past a boy now when the they and it actually goes past the boy and lynn sees the boy and tom sees the boy as well but does nothing about it. This isn't but, an, this isn't isn't an actual boy. It's it's, a, not, it's, it's a floaty it's, it's a, a floaty boy sort of device. It's it's a, there's yeah. not a child because the floating. boy is, the boy is is, is 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 signified there for you not to go past that point because it's it's the the shale and the, the, the like a bit of a wall was a sea wall of some kind yeah. they were charging towards. Yeah. So it's where so if you if you take your boat too far in, you will ground it. Um, so he takes it past it and Lynn suddenly takes instructions and takes over and they tack about and, and starts some, calling him dad. What are you doing, dad? And tacks and then suddenly she's back. She's back in the room. Yay. And then we Her have, blockage has been... Well, she's been unblocked. Yeah, Dynarod have been round. Flushed out. Flushed out her blockage. Flushed out that emotional distress soap opera amnesia. So yay, never, Lynn is back. Never to be mentioned again. Woo. So that was that episode. So was I think it? yes. My goodness. So we have covered quite a lot there. Yeah. So there was more in this episode than you remembered. Yeah, there's a lot. So I mean, they're, they're, yeah. But it, the storyline is really good, and I, and I absolutely adore it. And this episode, love, 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 love. Um, very, very good. Want more Polly, but I don't think we're gonna get more Polly than we're already getting. We're we're peak Polly. I think we're peak Polly. Um, we've got more Sir John, but. I, and he's just a bit of a superfluous character, as, as far as I'm concerned, at the moment. He becomes more important later, later on, on when Charles's daddy comes involved. Um, so yeah, I give this five out of five. It's Did all very you? fabulous. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So recast reboot. I'm yeah. recasting rebooting um, Viscount Cunningham, the Richard Wilson character, and I nominate Jeremy Irons. Well, you see, I think that's a waste of a good actor. But I would probably sort of for ha- for a one for a one episode appearance, you know. You may not want to be committed to that. Maybe too busy. And yeah. there is scope for, scope for, for Viscount Cunningham to come in for the yeah. time it's more, but they just didn't do anything with it. He may be doing Shakespeare or something. Uh, yeah, might the, be doing Shakespeare. the old Vic or whatever. <laughs> yes. On a, on a Zoom call. Yeah. And you're going to re, recast, reboot. I think we all have already done Sir John, but Probably. who would you do for Sir John? I, I thought Terence Stamp. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we were talking. Or Jeremy of... Irons. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. Yeah. Because yeah. Jeremy Irons is lovely, isn't he? I don't know. Jeremy I've never, Irons, I've never was he, he was in. Um, Brideshead revisited, wasn't he? He certainly was. That was sort of his kind of TV breakout, wasn't it? Mm, it was very quite delicious. In that, although I did prefer. So was Sir John Gielgud. And now he'd, if he was still alive, he'd do. He'd be a good Sir John. Sir John. Mm. In fact, he was Sir John. So, so like you would... <laughs> literally, yeah. And save and save money. Life imitating art. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> art imitating life. Yeah. So I mean, we were talking sort of. When this episode ended, if we did a recast reboot, I would do more with regards to Gerald and the lavender marriage thing. And I'd probably want to, because it's been more modern and probably more accepted for primetime TV to have a little bit of a gay romance type storyline, I'd probably like to have something with with Gerald. And I did my recast reboot with Hugh Grant for, for Gerald. And I think that would be really quite an interesting thing. Yeah, I think that's what would 
that would be the trajectory today mm. i think you know not just have it dangling as a a salacious storyline that never really gets gets going gets going no and, and not only doesn't get going but much to my annoyance it and gets ignored chagrin, it gets ignored and reversed and and I just don't like that. No, I just I I, I don't like that. That was in series five. Because if they'd made if they'd made Gerald firmly bisexual, then fair enough. Right from the the, the, get, the get go, then yeah, I could I could be more on board with his um, vault face, but um, no, it just it's yeah. stuck in my clack as as we say in Tit North. And I think I think focusing on on the younger characters as well. So I I know we get lots of there's a lot of Leo and there's a lot of Abby and Orin. I think if you introduced a further a younger character and then so you so if you were launching it today, yeah. it would be I would make it more sort of that that sort of dynasty. Every there's a bit for there's a bit for every one of the parameters. So it's like those family watching rather than be this is focused at this demographic this is focused at this demographic this is a family viewing where you've got a whole hodgepodge of storylines for different characters so but everyone can have something which can relate to it yeah because apart from the the principal cast the other young people have more or less been set decoration yeah. Rather than really having anything significant to do. I mean, Lynn, Lynn, Lynn has this series is Lynn series, um, completely. Um, I mean, I don't think she's in series three, or is she? We'll find out. Yeah, I can't remember, but I know she she misses a couple of series and then she comes back. Um, but. They say the Lynn the Lynn storyline was really good, and they should have done more with the Lynn storyline on series one with regards to the school friend that thought he could have his wicked way with her, and then called her a stuck-up snob that will do anything for someone with a yacht. And that's which, to be fair, which would scratch yeah. yeah, she probably would have. Pretty yeah. true. So, but yeah, I mean, I think I think if it, the whole thing was rebooted today, it could be a really really good family viewing, and it's and it offers great fodder really for a fantastic wonderful reboot but anyway so that's our lovely lovely episode so that's that our take that's our on take on the three. glorious yachty howard's three. way um you can follow us on all social media platforms can. at anti at antique dust yes. um you can inbox us at hello at antique dust.co.uk if you, wish. Uh, if you so wish but in the meantime it's so long from me and Jonathan. don't forget the the rewatch on Sundays, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Hashtag Dag Howard's Way. Yes. So in the meantime, it's farewell from me, Jonathan, and it's goodbye from me, Rob. Bye bye.
You've been listening to the Howard's Way podcast from Antique Dust. <laughs>